Welcome. If you're here for the first time or you haven't been in a while, uh, we are in the middle, uh, about three quarters of the way through uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, Ecclesiastes is one of those uh, books of the Bible that you either like or dislike. And um, it was Jim Packer's favorite book of the Bible. Uh, on several occasions when he was interviewed and he'd be asked sort of trivia questions, uh, when he was asked, uh, what is your favorite book of the Bible, uh, he, would, he would reply, um, Ecclesiastes. And I think Ecclesiastes is one of those books that you don't understand the first time you read it and the tenth time that you read it. And I think that's why I like the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, every time I, I, I look at it, I find something that I've not seen before or understood properly before. And um, I think I've preached on Ecclesiastes 9 here at some point, or, or it might have been on a Sunday or a Sunday evening. I can't remember. Um, but let's read together Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and uh, let's see if we can make a little sense of it. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner, and he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. The event, of course, if you're not tracking here, is death. Also, the hearts of the children of man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live, and after that they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Go eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Again, I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, 
nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time like fish that are taken in an evil net and like birds that are caught in a snare. So the children of man are snared at an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. I have also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. But there was found in it a poor, wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no one remembered that poor man. But I say that wisdom is better than might, though the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Now, we're reaching the end. Uh, Chapter 9 begins the sort of conclusion. Even though there are four uh, chapters left, this really is Solomon winding down. You might say, why why is he taking four uh, chapters to wind down? And it's like your, your better half that tells you, ten times, and you still don't get it. So Solomon, uh, Solomon will repeat himself here because he has a message for you. And it's, it's about the reality of the big questions, the problem of pain, the problem of evil. Why good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. That the good die young and the wicked seem to prosper. He's making general observations about the injustice of life. That if you had your druthers, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make it like this. And so you complain about this or that or, or the other and how unfair it all seems to be. And he reaches, he reaches in verse 7 a conclusion. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white now, in, uh, in the time that Solomon is writing, if you were unhappy, you, you wore sackcloth and ashes, but if you were happy, you wore white. And the oil on the head, just think of sunscreen uh, in, in, a, in a dry land. Now, some, some commentators... Some commentators think, and, and they're in the minority, but some think that Solomon is just being cynical here. You know, you're not going to listen to me, so go eat and drink and be merry because that's your lot in life. But I don't think think that's what he's doing here. Most commentators take him in verse 7 to be saying something 
at face value. And many will say that verse 7 encapsulates the very meaning of the book of Ecclesiastes. He's already told us over and over again that we're a bunch of idol makers. Man's mind is a perpetual factory of idols, John Calvin wrote. We want it all. We want to have it all and do it all and know it all and control it all and never be left wondering what, what is this? To have it our way. You notice that he's introduced God into the equation here in verse 1. How the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. The problem is that we aspire to be like God. That's our problem. It's the inborn problem that every human being has, that he wants to be in charge, in charge of his life, in charge of his future. And our passage today is a little bit like a sandwich. Now there's a technical Hebrew word which I won't use, but sandwich will do. The filling is verses 7 and 8, and we'll come to that in a minute, in a minute. But in verses 1 to 6, he's thinking over and over about the certainty of death. That death comes to us all. Not just the fact of death, but the way it takes the good and the evil. It robs the righteous of a spouse of a parent, sometimes even a child. The grim reaper. Verse 3, this is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Now, Solomon is writing early on in the progression of Scripture in the early days, and what happens after death is not as clear in, in this period of history than it is uh, after Pentecost. When he talks about Sheol, and he talks about Sheol in, in this passage, he's talking about the realm of the dead, and he'll say things like, the dead know nothing. Now, he's not, he's not denying that there's life after death. But you can't change anything after you die. After you die, you can't come back and, 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 and redo it. There's something about death that's final. It punctures all our balloons. You may think yourself a lion... 
And why a lion? Because he's the king of the jungle. Because he's at the top of the food chain. But if you're dead, what good is that? You may be lower down on the food chain, but at least you're alive and here. There's opportunity, there's hope. Now, if this were the New Testament, it would say it very, very differently. While there's life, there's hope, we say. Hope of regeneration. Hope of a new life with Jesus. Then, in verses 11 uh, to 12, he, he, has a, he has a moment in verses 13 through 16 where he goes off on a tangent, but we'll ignore that for today. In, in verses 11 and 12, it's the other side of the sandwich. The bottom half of the sandwich. Many things in life are uncertain. Again, I saw under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent. Life doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not the powerful, it's not the strong, it's not necessarily the wise and the intelligent. So he says in verse 7, go, eat your bread with joy. And the word go really means to, to seize. Go with intentionality. We use the phrase, don't we, uh, carpe, carpe diem, which we sometimes translate as seize the day, um, but carpe in Latin actually means to pluck, and the literal translation of carpe diem would be something like pluck because it's ripe, it's ready. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. When you know God, this is not a libertarian, go and live as you please and have as much fun as you can possibly get. No, that, that's not what he's saying. When you know God, when you walk hand in hand with Jesus, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to enjoy life and all the good things that he has given to you. It's what the Greeks called eudaimonism. Eudaimonia in Greek is to be happy. Have you met somebody who's never happy? They're always miserable. They're always grumbling about something. And that's not how our life should be lived, Solomon says. 
What is the preamble to the Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a biblical sentiment. Cal Newport has written a book called The Eudaimonia Machine, The State of Mind Which Ensures Well-Being and Greater Productivity. The great Greek philosophers talked about the pursuit of happiness and how to achieve it. Well, let's think about it for a minute. God is happy. God is supremely happy. The fellowship that exists between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as they co-inhere one another in what some have called the dance of the Trinity. It's, it's a, an idea, it's a conception of at the very heart of God, there is happiness. He created us after His image to be like Him. And to be happy. To be happy in Jesus. When we trust and obey. So he's talking here about lawful pleasures. Wine and... This is not the place for a lesson on abstinence. Um, Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. What would you do differently if you could go back and relive your life? Spend more time with your children? I mean, these are my my thoughts. I'd spend more time with my children. I'd date my wife on a more regular basis. I would actually take golf lessons. I wish I had learned Spanish. Never thought I'd needed Spanish. How useful it would be if you could speak Spanish. Take a proper vacation. I took a vacation with the children one time. The deal was that I could live in the manse so long as I preached seven times over a course of two weeks. My marriage almost came apart. I might have adopted a child. It's too late now, but I I might have adopted a child. Or do a season of church planting. Shape someone's life by denying your own. So take time to enjoy the life that God has given to you. Enjoy that walk with the dogs. Singular in your case, but plural in mine. My uh, lab mix, my pit mix, 
was sleeping last week, all week long, and I just thought she was lazy. And I, I called her a fat, lazy dog, because she's a little plump. And then I took her to the vet on Friday, only to learn that she actually had an infection. And she's been on antibiotics, and this morning she was running around like a wild thing. And that's the dog I remember. To enjoy fresh bread coming out of the oven, hot, with, with lots of butter. I'm about to retire, so I'll say it. A glass of your favorite beverage, whatever that is. An hour or two in a good book. The sense of accomplishment when something is done and finished. Blue cheese. Bang bang shrimp. I want to see New Zealand again. I really want to see New Zealand just one more time. There are books that I want to read and to be able to say without distortion that I've actually read the book. I've read War and Peace as far as page 12. (laughs) I don't think I've ever gone as far as page 13. It's just so daunting, but I would love to read it because it's such a a well-known book that has influenced so many people. I want to hear and see Wagner's ring cycle, all 16 hours of it, over four days, just one more time. I want to go to an Indian restaurant in Nashville uh, that's run by a famous Indian chef on TV, Manit Chuhan. I really do want to go to that restaurant. (laughs) I want to go to the Grand Rapids. I've never been, never seen it. I want at least one more vacation with my grandchildren before they grow up and our lives will change. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. He's talking about lawful lawful things, not unlawful things, but lawful things. And that's where you find peace, and that's where you find contentment. Christians of all people should be happy. Even... When surrounded by trials, you can find moments of true happiness and contentment. There's a lot, Bobby, there's a lot of, where are you? There's a lot of um, counseling wisdom in this chapter. So if you're miserable, stop it. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. 
Now, I'm going to end early today because I have an appointment with a, a nurse and a needle, and, and she, she wants some, some of my red blood. So if, if you want to give blood, it starts at 1 o'clock through 5 over in the bridge today. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for this uh, wonderful book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon, who had lived life to the full and had experienced almost everything, trying to encapsulate the true source of contentment and happiness and well-being, resting in you and enjoying the good things that you have given to us. Sometimes they're, they're just small things, some food, some, some cake. Sometimes they're big things, a marriage, children, achievement, a sense of completion. Father, we, we pray for one another that we might be happy Christians, even in the midst of of the trials that you send our way. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.